News Talk 1110-993 WBT. Pete Callender here. Third hour of the show. 704-570-1110. 1-800-WBT-1110. Email is Pete at the Pete Callender Show. Uh, so if I am to uh, understand this correctly, Donald Trump is the one who organized and instigated the January 6th insurrection. Where is... Where we need a parody of that. How do we not have a parody of the insurrection yet? Right? Yeah. yeah from what was that? History of the world? Well, no, 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 no. The Inquisition. Oh, Mel Brooks. Barry. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The insurrection. <laughs> what a show. The in- okay. Yeah, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Somebody who's more creative than I can take that and run with it. But um if he was the one that that organized it, planned it, instigated it, and did all of that, then how do you hold the people who showed up that were duped by him, that were conned by him? Why such, why such venomous words for those people? Wouldn't, wouldn't they be the victims too? They've been led astray, right? I'm just, I'm just trying to chart out the logic. I know, I'm sorry. As I was saying the sentence, I realized the error of my way. Okay, so, right. So, it, does, it just needs to be all things, no matter whatever situation uh, requires, uh, whether it's the people or it's the leader or it's the, whatever. It, it just, whatever the argument necessary right now, I have to make, I will make. And then if I have to make the, uh, uh, the opposite argument immediately thereafter, I will do so as well. And you are not to notice that. Arguing like a leftist. All right, let me go over here and get Joe on. Hello, Joe. Welcome to the show. What is going on? Good afternoon, Pete. Uh, We need to ask Biden, is he on the side of a treasonous traitor crime family, or is he on the side of patriots? I mean, they, as my grandmother Pearl used to say, the Biden organization and family is lower than whale poop, and it's at the bottom of the ocean. Do liberals want to be the bottom feeders of the world and the ocean and the ponds. I mean, so, they need to get a lie. Hang on a second, Joe. I, I have a serious issue, to a bone to pick here with your uh, with your grandma's uh, analogy. Wouldn't whale poop float? Not after a while, Pete, it dissipates. Oh, uh, well, okay, now that makes sense. But, well, but it still doesn't get to the bottom. Well, and there's got to be a percentile, Pete, yeah. that does end up on the bottom. I, I, that is true. A certain percentage of the whale poop would make its way to the bottom. I agree. Uh, yeah. But it's not the whole whale poop. It would just be like a, like a portion of the poop, a, a poopchen. You know, I, it amazes me that liberals want to go down this road and demonize the police. And then when the midterms come, they have an about face. Yeah. And they have seen the light. What is amazing is they think that we don't see it. That, like... I, I don't understand what it must. I do actually. Under, I so let me. I will say this. Years ago, when I was in college, I had a roommate, and this roommate. Well, I'm not going to name him. He was, he was a habitual liar to the point where you like if he told me that it was 6 p.m., I would assume it was any other time except 6 p.m. The guy would lie about just mundane things, nothing that is really even important. He would just make up stuff and tell lies about things. I don't know what that is. It's like sociopathy or something, uh, psychopathy. I'm not sure, but I, I almost wonder if there's some strain of that where people 
are honestly delusional to think that I didn't see the thing I saw. This is why I say gaslighting is a, a form of psychological abuse, and that's what we are enduring right now, because they, they know we saw it. We all saw the same thing in 2020. We all heard the messaging for the last two years, but now they're going to try to tell us we didn't see that, we didn't hear that, and that they are, in fact, the party of law enforcement. It's ridiculous. Well, they're also the party of fast, the fast food uh, mentality of people don't remember things past 60 seconds. I'm sorry, what were you saying, Joe? Well, I, I mean, they have a, a, a time, time lapse of, of, of they, they think people don't remember stuff after 60 seconds so they can go back and, and make more lies about the lies they told six months ago. Wait, what were we talking about, Joe? All right. I'm sorry. I did it again. All right, Joe, I appreciate the call, buddy. Thanks so much. All right. Let me, let me go over here to Steve. Hello, Steve. Welcome to the program. What is going on? Yes, sir. Hey. Uh, you uh, you caught my ear. Uh, I'm in and out of the car, but you caught me a while ago when you were talking about the so-called insurrection at, mm. the, at the White House. Uh, it, uh, yeah, they were invited in. The doors were open. For yeah, some people. of them were. Some uh, of them were not. And, and and there may have been some there who were bent on uh, causing an uproar, but I think also that there were people there from the other side who were agitating. There, there probably were. Stirring up their emotions. Yeah. Uh, I know myself, uh, I can be looking at stuff on Facebook and I see something that just, just makes my head want to explode and I will respond. And then upon further reflection, I may temper my response mm -hmm. just a bit. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's easy to get caught up mm -hmm. in the moment. No, that's and, the problem with any mob, right? I mean, that's the problem. I was saying this during the riots as well. The, the mob mentality, it's very easy to get swept along with that kind of stuff. I get that, absolutely. I, and, and nothing yeah. you have said I disagree with. I think there probably were some, quote, outside agitators. Um, I've seen videos and still photos of people that seem to me to be outside agitators. I think there probably was some law enforcement and inf uh, uh, confidential informants and stuff. I, I Absolutely. I think there were people that were invited in. I saw a video of that, too. But I also saw a video of people breaking windows, right? I saw people fighting with cops, and I don't know who all of those people were. So, like, I don't have to choose that every, like, this, this, like, this choice, this false choice again of everybody was an insurrectionist, or nobody right. was an insurrectionist. There were there were people yeah. of all different motives that were there. Yeah, exactly. I can go for that. But you know, again, I I come back to some of the people that were smashing windows and doing things like that. You don't know for sure which jersey they were wearing. I mean, it, it seems to me. Right, and that's what I'm hoping for. You know, to get out of like the all of. I mean, they got like 800 people, whatever, that have been charged. Uh, uh, you know, uh, some of these people. Uh, I think were uh, were were swept up by the mob, but I, I'm curious to know details of all you know more of the cases. And by the way, I can say all of that. And if people, by the way, were there to do harm and to uh, to overthrow, overturn the election, then uh, then yeah, like throw the book at them. And if you broke the law, suffer the ramifications. That's the point of protest, right? Is to break oh, sure. the law, and and you risk something in doing so. Now that being said, right. I can also recognize the double standard being applied to people that did that, that are now being held in conditions that the leftists are objecting to 
on a single night basis, right? You can't even hold somebody in a local jail for 24 hours without being accused of bigotry or something. But meanwhile, you got people that are rotting away in these cells up in D.C. Like, I, I find that to be inconsistent. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. I appreciate the call, Steve. Um, yeah, this uh, in case in case it's not obvious by now, I reject false choices. I'm I got a uh, you know, I'm super super attuned to people trying to gaslight me with these things. This false choice technique it is rampant in our society now. It's lazy. It's insulting. It's based on ignorance and arrogance. I reject it. So. Uh, that's why a lot of times I will, uh, and I, I used to just call it, oh, I can see the different angles on a story. I try to. I try to see as many different angles as possible because there's an old uh, there's an old saying that there are three sides to every story, right? There's your side, there's my side, and then what really happened. Everybody filters this stuff through their own perceptions and interpretations. Somebody could say something to you like, bless your heart, and you'll think it's an insult, and they'll think they were sincere. The real story is, well, yeah, it probably was an insult. That's just <laughs> it's one of the things I it's one of the things I learned coming down south. <laughs> News Talk eleven ten ninety nine three WBT. So there's a couple different uh, approaches here that uh, the Biden administration and Joe Biden himself are taking. Uh, to try to stem the the losses or staunch the bleeding um, for the upcoming midterms. They know that their reputation as soft on crime and defund the police, they know that reputation is harmful to them. Uh, and so they've been trying to, uh, as Obama would call it, recalibrate. They're trying to reset that narrative. And the attacks on the FBI by, you know, uh, Trump supporters and really anybody on the right, if you have anything negative to say about the FBI, they're seizing on this. Dare I say they're pouncing. Democrats are pouncing. Oh, I'm kidding. Democrats don't pounce or seize. Only Republicans do that. We all know. So they are responding. They're reacting. They're, They're saying that Republicans don't support law enforcement because they are critical of the FBI. Okay. It, 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 it's stupid. It is just a stupid argument, but that's if that's all you got. I mean, right? You go to war with the ammo you got, and uh, it's stupid ammo, but they're going to use it. Um, speaking of stupid, the president said a bunch of other stupid things last night. Um, let me see here. This one is on somehow or another basketball came up. Attorney General of the state of Delaware. And what he used to do is go down on the east side, the what called the bucket. Yeah. Highest crime rate in the country. Yeah. There's a place where I used to, I was the only white guy that worked as a lifeguard down oh. in that area. Corn pop. Side. And you know where the, you can always tell where the best basketball in the state is and the best basketball in the city is. What? Are you saying there's some sort of a connection between basketball and the rough part of town where you were the only white guy at the pool and you would have the kids stroke your legs and stuff. He didn't mention that part, but but he did tell that story before. Uh, I don't know. That seems kind of racisty. What do you think? Shall we play the game? Everyone's favorite game. What if Trump said it? Why is 
It's the thing I don't get. Why is Riffin on basketball games in the bucket? What, what, what is that about? That's to tell this story. And one of those old Victorian two, three-story apartment buildings. Yeah. And going up to see a woman whose name out, she's passed away, but won't mention her name now. He doesn't know it. And standing in that rotunda, that, that part that stuck out around the building, and she said, Joey, I know. Okay, hang on a second. Is he talking about a porch? He called it a rotunda that sticks out in front of a building. Guys, I'm starting to think that there's there may be something wrong with Biden. What do you Yeah, I know. Like I'm I'm not accusing or asserting. I'm just I'm wondering, have you noticed this stuff too? Has anybody noticed it? I mean maybe I'm the only one. So he's telling the story about how he goes down to this woman's house or she's renting an apartment, it's like a three-story apartment, and he's standing in the rotunda that sticks out in front of the house, which I think everybody else calls a porch. But um, he's on the porch talking Same to her. Now. Yeah. And standing in that rotunda, that, that part that stuck out around the building, and she said, Joey, I know. I know what's going on. They all planted downstairs. I can hear them. But I'm afraid to tell anybody. Afraid to tell anybody. The gangs... And so I got her so that I got a phone number for the local cops. She'd call. They promised not to identify her because they knew there'd be retribution. And the crime rate began to drop for real, not a joke. You got to know people. So is he claiming credit for the crime rate of Wilmington, Delaware, declining because he convinced one woman to call the cops on gang members that were Laying out the plans on the ro- uh, uh, for illegal activity in the rotunda that sticks out in front of the house. That... Tim Meads at Daily Wire, he uh, he's exactly right. This he said. Anytime Joe Biden starts a story or is telling a story and and he refers to himself as Joey, you know it's a lie. It's his tell. It's one of his tells. Anytime Biden claims somebody called him Joey, it suggests he's telling an exaggerated story at best and an outright lie at worst. For example, he told the story about how when he was a little kid back in like 1782, that he and his dad are walking down the street uh, in Wilmington and they see two men locking lips. So he looks at his dad and he's like, what's up? And his dad says, quote, Joey. No, he says, Joey, it's simple. They love each other. Seriously, now we're supposed to believe that two men in like the 1800s in Wilmington, Delaware, were just lip-locked on the streets of Delaware. That happened. And that his dad was so progressive that that's what he said at the time. He Also, the other tell, not a joke. He used that one too. joke joey not a joke period he's also big about period to throw period at the end of the sentence or maybe that or he's just reading the teleprompter he sees the period so he says the period one of those that's possible too joe biden gave a uh, rally speech in pennsylvania for uh who are the two guys that uh I, i don't follow pennsylvania politics but then again if i was asked to campaign on their behalf i probably would learn their names Joe Biden, I'm not really sure what's going on with this one, but let's take a listen. 
Please. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Elect the Attorney General of the Senate. Elect that big old boy to be governor. Whoa! Whoa! Look, fat. Right? It, Biden's got a problem here with fat people. What's up? He just called, what's the guy's name? Fetterman. Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman. Which, hang on a second. Did he actually, I think he misattributed their part, their uh, their positions. Please. Yeah? Please. Yeah. Elect the Attorney General of the Senate. Wait a minute. The Attorney General, Josh Shapiro, is running to be governor. Elect the Attorney General of the Senate. Yeah, no, he got that wrong. And? Elect that big old boy to be governor. He's running for the Senate. The big old boy is running for the Senate. Now, he is six feet, eight inches tall, and he dresses in a hoodie all the time in August. What's up with that? Never trust a guy who wears a hoodie. Well, actually, that's it. That's the whole sentence. Just never trust. I'm just kidding. Now, who wears a hoodie sweatshirt in August? He. Oh, by the way, Fetterman also, I saw today, he's come up with, I think, the third excuse now uh, to not debate Dr. Oz. And um, for the U.S. Senate, uh, for the U.S. Senate race. And finally, he has acknowledged that uh, his medical condition, he's not fully recovered from the stroke that he suffered. This is the guy and I've seen clips of him and I'm not using them to mock him uh, because it's not necessary. It's in Pennsylvania. I mean, if it was here in North Carolina, then maybe I would totally I would not. But I but I haven't used them, but I've seen them. I've seen the clips. And. It is quite obvious that he has suffered some long-term side effects from the stroke, much like Joe Biden. And what? No, he did. He had he had like two aneurysms or something like 40 years ago. But he's been a habitual liar his entire life. That's why it derailed his campaign in 88. He was a liar and he got he got caught in like seven different lies when some guy challenged him at a campaign stop in Iowa and he just started like just like vomiting all of these lies all over everybody and it didn't survive the first fact check when all of the outlets used to do it and he basically had to bow out almost immediately. That's Joe Biden. He's always had a problem telling the truth and and these uh uh, these exaggerated tales. Remember the Amtrak story about how the uh, the guy he uh, or it was like the engineer or the guy who took the tickets or whatever on the Amtrak chain uh, train that he would always ride to and from D.C. and all that. That's just lunch pail Joe. And the guy told this story, whatever. Yeah, and it turns out that the guy had retired long before Joe had uh, had ever like gone on the trip that he said he went on. So he lied. He he just makes up stories, but it's okay because. Democrat. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. The big old boy is the socialist man child, John Fetterman. Uh, so and that's from Daily Wire. Uh, what else have we got? That was him on. The, oh, then there was this one. So uh, he was also talking about the guns. He knows a lot about guns. Remember, he offers advice about home protection. He, he, he gave it to his 
his wife, Dr. Jill Biden. You call her Dr. Biden. And so Dr. Jill. And so you call her Dr. Jill because she has the Ph.D. And uh, that's what Short Round uh, advised everyone as well in the documentary Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom as well. So the gun issue Joe knows a lot about because he told his wife, get a shotgun and just fire it off into the wilderness. If you hear something outside, just bam, bam, just just let loose. Um, something obviously that no responsible gun owner would ever advise anybody to do, but that's our president. Here he is talking about weapons of war that need to be banned. Weapons of war that need to be banned. Play it. What's going on? Play it. I said play it. And for those brave right-wing Americans who say it's all about keeping America, keeping America's independent and safe, if you want to fight against a country, you need an F-15. You need something a little more than a gun. Your terms are acceptable, sir. <laughs> no. So I want, to, I want to be clear on this. I'm not allowed to own the weapon of war, but the weapon of war is useless in war. Do I have that right? That's right. Okay. It sounds like he's making the case for everybody to own an F-15. Which, yeah, again... You might actually get, you may get more crossover votes with that campaign slogan than your I'm actually the party of law enforcement slogan, you know? You may actually win more people over if you're like an F-15 in every front yard, you know? If you're, if you're going to make that pitch, I think you might get some traction. Uh, maybe Kamala could uh, put that bug in his ear. He also then had some thoughts about ammunition. He knows a lot about ammunition as well, apparently. Do you realize the bullet out of an AR-15 travels five times as rapidly as a bullet shot out of any other gun? <clears throat> Wrong. Wrong. And I'm not going to go into the details on this, but I guess I'm not an expert on ammo like our president is, nor am I an expert on weapons of war like our president is. But I do read people who are actual experts and they have broken down the feet per second velocity of various rounds over the last, uh, oh, 18 hours or so. Needless to say, the AR-15 doesn't stack up very well against a lot of the other ammo that is available. See, this is just a platform that they're, uh, that, uh, a gun platform, right? That's a, this, the reason why people like the AR-15 is because it's like the Barbie doll of guns. It's a hobby for people. They collect guns and they like to dress them up. And get the dream house. No, I'm kidding. They, they, no, but they, they, they can customize them. You can do a lot of different things with them. You can make it your own. People like that customization. Good Lord. He also, um, he also called Congress the parliament. I don't know what this guy <laughs> I think there might be something wrong. News Talk 11 WBT. See, now Kevin here. Kevin appreciated my uh, interrupting Joe Biden's speech. He said it broke up the stupidity because it's hard to hear it all at once. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate the support. Kurt Bardella, who indicates he is an advisor to the Democratic National Committee, and the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee has described, quote, MAGA Republicans as a, quote, 
domestic terrorist cell. Is that inciting violence, calling your political opponents terrorists? Hmm. Hashtag not all MAGA Republicans. How is the, you remember, well, maybe they don't. You remember when Hillary Clinton labeled the, the Trump Republicans, Trump supporting Republicans, as, uh, as she puts them all in a basket of deplorables? Remember that? And we are to believe that she walked off the stage having delivered the unscripted comment and immediately knew she had made a mistake. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that reporting, but uh, no, I I know that it was reported. I'm not so sure that it actually happened. I think there was just a little bit of revisionism going on there later. But point remains that the comment cost her a lot of votes, cost her a lot of votes. So maybe the people uh, on the left aren't aware of that. I don't know. Maybe Democrats aren't aware of it. Maybe they are. You know, again, I keep going back to uh, the thought that uh, Brett Winterbull expressed, which, by the way, he's coming up next. Stick around to hear his show. Um, You know, trying to make you jump off sides. They're trying to goad a reaction. He says the Republican Party, the MAGA Republicans, are a domestic terrorist cell operating in America. He said that whenever there is a group devoted to using violent rhetoric, extreme means to incite violence against other people, that is terrorism. A group devoted to using violent rhetoric, extreme means. What does that mean? A group devoted to using violent rhetoric. You mean like Antifa? No, that's different, you see. That's different because it's Democrats. Eric says, how dare you accuse the president of a double standard, Pete? The mostly peaceful summer of rioting wasn't violence. It was domestic terrorism, which is totally different and perfectly acceptable when Democrats do it. Only fascists would disagree. Hashtag the more you know. Right. This is the standard. Now, maybe part of this is... The strategy, I I know it sounds stupid, but it is Democrat strategy, but it it sounds stupid. But maybe this is the strategy, which is you demonize the opponents to such an extent that when you lose, you could say, well, it was only because we misjudged the amount of hate going on or something. Or if, hey, you know what, you're going to go down with the ship. You might as well go down with as much money grifted as possible. And that could be it, too. All right, I got a couple of emails here. Let me get. Uh, it's no wonder Biden is out campaigning in Pennsylvania and elsewhere. After all, he can work miracles. For example, last week, COVID was such an emergency that it was used to justify half a trillion dollars in student loan debt forgiveness. And now COVID is so under control, he can pack a room of people shoulder to shoulder with no masks. Must be a miracle. That or rank hypocrisy and unconstitutional dictates hurling us towards moral and financial bankruptcy. Yeah, it's probably that. Um, that was from Matthew. Thank you. And uh, Dennis says, the FBI agent that was admittedly involved in the cover-up who just walked out, I have to think he'll receive some sort of award from Biden's band of outlaws, then transfer it to some secret job for the CIA, like raiding GOP houses. Better yet, he could become a head recruiter for hiring the 87,000 IRS agents. Please, everyone, vote these monsters out of office this November. The tyranny must end. Uh Jason says, Pete, I like it when you interrupt the Biden clips. It's funny. Well, I thought so too, Jason. Anyway, don't say the clip will be unmolested. 
Please use the correct phrase. I will not bite in this clip. <laughs> oh my goodness! Have you noticed? This is from Tim on Old Joe's speech. Have you noticed that Old Joe invokes God's name frequently while his politics wants to kill God's unborn children? Uh, John Fetterman looks like Uncle Fester got gamma radiated. Yeah, he does. Look, I you know I don't. I, I, I I'm reading these. I haven't even pre-screened them yet, so I'm just blowing through these emails. I try not to uh, make fun of people's appearances. I, I really do. Because uh, most of the time people can't help it. But my God, you can pick a different shirt, you know? Not a hoodie. You're running for the U.S. Senate, man. Okay. September's Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month, and it is the third annual Little Heroes Blood Drive. Every week in September, WBT hosts a blood drive. It's going to be with the One Blood Big Red Bus. It's a bus. It's going to be at the Jack Daniels Dog House on the corner of Mint Street and Moorhead Street. Donations are critical in treating all forms of cancer. WBT is committed to helping kids right here in the Charlotte area that are fighting the disease. So please consider making a life-saving blood donation. Go to WBT.com for the details and reserve your appointment time now. The third annual Little Heroes Blood Drives at the Dog House. Also, thank you very much to Affordable Siding and Windows and Jameson Realty. For all y'all's amazing support uh, of the of the effort, stick around. Winterbull's up next. I'll see what I can steal from him today. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone. <laughs>